Genre. everyone and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the podcast where we are watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 live action film one payphone call in minute at a time. I'm your host Scott Tofty and with me again for this fantastic Thursday are our excellent co-hosts Chris O'Connor, Yo. Rachel Gatlin, Hello. and Adam Sheehan. Woo! One of these days I'm going to switch up the, uh, the order on you guys just to confuse you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> See if we're is- listening. This is minute nine. Which we're not. Yeah. This is minute nine, and it starts with Michelangelo uh, finishing up his phone call to the pizza place, and it ends with Raph telling us he's going out to a movie. Uh, so we uh, we ended last minute, and we discussed all the great things like the hidden Elmo in the corner and the Noid. So uh, not as much fun hidden stuff in this minute, but there is a lot to talk about. Um Starting off with, uh, uh, well, Chris, why don't you take us into this one? You've got, you've got some, some thoughts on this one. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Splinter is a very, very patient uh, old man. Like, he's trying to give him this serious conversation. He's trying to give him this serious talk about, about uh, serious, weighty, um, you know, uh, facts of life and mortality and and Michelangelo is there in the corner like loudly ordering pizza and it, and I, you get this great like take of of Splitter going Michelangelo <laughs> it's just oh, I love it um and he Ooh. quite literally throws the book at him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and what the that, clock's ticking I wonder what that book was like what do you think that that book was it like um it was too thin to be the bible yeah so Siddhartha <laughs> Mary had um, a little lamb. I Ching. So yeah. one has to wonder as the turtles Something get older stereotypical. and turn into like you know thirty-year-old mutant, formerly ninja tortoises or whatever. Are they looking back <laughs> in their life, going, "Yeah, well, you young ninja mutant creatures don't even know how hard we had it. Our dad used to throw books at us. Like <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get any stern talking to. We got beat up. Not really. <laughs> Entitled millennial ninja turtles." Ah. Um, but, <laughs> go ahead adam well split splinter always beat him up in the cartoons i mean especially the new ones i, I actually i've watched the newest uh iteration of the turtles i have to admit mm-hmm. i'm, yeah, not, oh, it's I'm great. not ashamed I've seen it to too. admit that i'm 30 years old i don't have kids and You're i sometimes 31. watch nickelodeon all right you know <laughs> i'm almost 35 wait when this comes out i am 35 <gasps> oh dear oh time um, anyway, there's a fantastic T-shirt out there, uh, and I'm, I would love to see if I could find a picture of it real quick. But instead of saying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, it's the logo, but it just says I am actually in my 30s, and 30s <laughs> is with the turtle font. Uh, I'll put I have to a, get this. I'll uh, put a link to a that in the show notes. I'm pretty I sure believe you, I've seen that before. You can Google it and find it on T Blow. T public and stuff, but yeah, I watch the new cartoon all the time, and Splinter mm-hmm. is still kind of a jackass to the to the turtles. Like he uh, he doesn't let up on them very often. Well, I mean, the thing is, if 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 he does let up, considering what he's training them to do, uh, they're private gonna army. die. It's what, yeah, yeah, his private army. But the thing is, like like you know, you have to be tough on people when you train them. Otherwise, when they actually go out to fight, they're they're not gonna do well. There's like a saying that I really love. It's uh, cry in training, laugh in battle. 
and the, and the idea is the more you 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 beat yourself up and sweat you know in the practice arena the less you're gonna bleed and suffer when it comes time to actually fight correct yeah mm-hmm. no it makes a lot of sense um it is one of the more teenagery things that the turtles do this little exchange between michelangelo and splinter uh and then he immediately splinter goes and tries to get them to explain uh, to to understand the concept of mortality, like <laughs> you just have Michelangelo on the phone, like yelling at a pizza guy and getting hit with a book, and then Splinter's like, "Well, let me tell you how I'm gonna die now, and how you're gonna need to deal with it." Well, also because teenagers are great at grasping the concept of mortality, right? And in addition to that, they're coming they're coming down off the high of having just won their first like big fight against what was it five guys something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six guys, five. I'm going to go with five guys and say that they beat up a hamburger joint. Mm. Sure. Um, Bad yeah. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got it. Mm. Oh, oh, that was a, that was a dad joke. <laughs> um, all my jokes are now dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> also, it. this this splinter was wasn't quite as spry as other splinters. Like, yeah. Like other versions yeah. of splinter could totally kick anybody's butt. And this, this one's kind of the puppetry. Yeah. 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 Th- this splinter is frail and slow and like this, this guy makes Yoda look like, I mean, you know, like Yoda from the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. This makes puppet Yoda look spry. So yeah. that was always <laughs> sort of my question. Like the, the, okay. So the eighties, nineties cartoon show splinter was walking with a cane and for most of it, he's pretty frail, but he does, you know, get around and kick shredders, butt a bunch of times um, yep. in the new cartoons, he's all over the place In the new movies, he's all over the place. This movie, he spends most of it sitting down, but I almost, I almost <laughs> interpret that nowadays as like he just doesn't have to do much to be a badass. Like mm-hmm. you get, we'll talk about this when we get to the end of the movie, but like Splinter can take care of himself. Like he doesn't necessarily need the turtles to uh, protect him, although he does again get kidnapped in this film. But like, <laughs> all right, I'm talking myself out of it's, my own argument. His, his style is all about economy of motion. Yeah, and sometimes he's, he's say, a little uh, too uh, frugal. He's the Princess Peach of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that phrase, economy of motion. As a drummer, I think about that all the time. I, it's like, how much sound can you make, and how fast can you go without the you know using the minimal amount of movement? And I've always thought of Splinter in this movie as kind of like that. That's a good way to put it, Chris. Yeah, like, but the thing about it is, is like being too preoccupied with the economy of motion. There's, there's always the chance you're gonna just be like too much of a cheapskate and get nothing done. Like the button mashers when you played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> that was always oh. me. I yeah. could never remember those button combinations. Oh no, my god! Hit it until something happens. I was a total masher. Yeah. Um, so the- I hated mashers. <laughs> I enjoyed killing them. <laughs> yeah. In Mortal Kombat, not not really. Mm. <laughs> uh, Splinter tries to get the kids to uh to to meditate on the events of the evening. He lets out a kind of mildly orgasmic groan. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Bass through the meditation. Snout, out through the whiskers. Um, and then we get a, a great record scrape into the yeah, tune. Yeah, the, the, the record scratch. I love Tequila that. by the oh, chance. Mm-hmm. Rachel, do you do you want to tell us about the tune a little bit? Do you have anything for us? Uh, Other than the artist, someone probably flushed the record down the the toilet. 
Yeah, I guess. We talk about this all the time. Like, how do they get this stuff? Uh, I, I mean, they obviously, they what was the first time? They flushed the phone booth down the toilet. We talked yeah. about that last yeah. minute. Now they're flushing obviously. records down the toilet. Um, record player down the toilet. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, so is it that the turtles are sort of out of date with current technology? Cause like 1989, 1990, yeah. like cassette tapes, CDs are kind of a thing. I like, mean, I mean, we say that it's them flushing stuff down the toilet, but you know, as we, as we're about to see in a, in a future minute, like they have access to whatever's near a storm drain, whatever's near one of those big grates. Yeah. So any dumpster, Basically, they can go pop up the thing, see what's in the dumpster, grab, you know, whatever they need and come down. Right. I, I was just thinking that, too. They probably trash pick a lot of stuff. But that doesn't yeah. make for good records. No. You know? No. no. So. But sometimes it makes for great well, no, records. I mean, in the 80s, I think that would that would make for because in, in the late 80s, like with CDs becoming a new thing, cassettes having been the thing for a long time. I'm pretty sure by then there were probably a lot of people like vinyl. Who's ever going to want to play vinyl ever again? Uh, yeah, true. A lot of stuff that's, probably ended up on the curb. Yeah, that's a good point. I have to this day. I have a, a guitar player who's in his apartment building. Someone just leaves like piles of records every couple weeks, and he'll bring them to rehearsals. And he's like, "Here, do you want any of these? They were just wow. left outside my door." Oh man. <laughs> um, yeah, I got Hearts Greatest Hits that way. You know, nice. He has a record fairy. <laughs> I know it's great. I want a record fairy. Maybe the turtles have a record fairy. What do his teeth look like? Does he have really bad teeth? Uh, I mean, yeah. the record fairy probably. <laughs> no, or I, the mean, I mean, if the record player is leaving him <laughs> records, he must also be leaving teeth behind, right? That's how the uh, whole uh, economy no. works. Okay, no, <laughs> not all, maybe. Okay. Okay, not all fairies are the teeth. All right, oh, let's, man, let's don't start with the that. not all fairies stuff again. Not all fairies. Hashtag not all fairies. Oh, my God. Yes, um, all teeth. Um, it's like, not all fairies are into into stealing teeth, but all teeth are stolen by fairies. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Rectangles and squares, man. Rectangles and squares. Mm. Uh-huh. Wait, not all squares are rectangles, but all rectangles. Oh yeah, are yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or vice versa. Car- not all cars are Tru- trucks, something. but all trucks are cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the, the term for that? <laughs> tequila recorded by the champs. Uh, what? Here's the other thing that kind of kills me. So let's say there is a record fairy. Why are they picking like 1950s like old man music? Wouldn't you think that teenagers are trying to find something a little more contemporary? Well, I mean, what what do they know of contemporary music? Well, that's, that's the other question. Therein lies the question. No one's flushing any, like, you know, MC Did Hammer down the toilet or contemporary for 1990. Contemporary yeah. for 1990. I, I, you know, I'm sure they have other stuff down there. But, you know, if you're living in a sewer and you're you're sort of on the, the sort of the garbage lifestyle, I imagine that when you decide to throw a celebratory track onto the onto your turntable uh, in the middle of dad's really important speech about how he's going to die and you should meditate on that. You don't look at what you put on there. Uh, Maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, the thing that was also pretty cool to me is like, I always associate this song with, is it the sandlot that has the big tequila scene? Uh, Pee Wee's Uh, big adventure too. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Both did. (laughs) Well, this predates. Pee Wee's big adventure was like 89. Yeah. I was gonna say this predates. So Pee Wee came first, then this, then sandlot. Yeah, it was kind of a renaissance. I wonder if those guys were getting like some some mucho dinero there at the, this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, checks. That's a lot of film credits, or at least some dinero. <laughs> <laughs> a little dinero, just a, a minuscule amount of dinero. <laughs> <laughs> Poquito um, dinero. 
there's a moment in there when uh, Splinter, right before the record scrape hits, where uh, Splinter's talking to the the kids and Raphael is standing, and then all of a sudden he like kneels down as if he realizes that he wasn't in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you look really close in that scene, I've never noticed this before. But again, one of the beautiful things about movies by minutes, you can actually see Michelangelo and Donnie mouthing to each other while Splinter is talking right before they decide to go throw the record on. Like you can see them scheming it out and planning it. Like Donatello looks over to him and Mikey starts moving his lips. I thought that was super cool. And it kind of brings me to this idea of the Donatello Michelangelo pairing in this movie. Mm -hmm. This is, um, I guess the, the very beginning of it is them kind of collaborating on this little, uh, I guess you not a prank. Yeah, I gotta but, say uh, I never noticed moment. that because you know, like in the shot, like Leo is so central and he's so respectful and sitting, you know, very upright and in the proper position and being, you know, stoic and awesome. So I, I my eyes always like go straight to him and I never noticed that uh Leo and and, and uh that Michelangelo and Donatello were, were being little little bastards. Yeah. yeah, they have such an interesting relationship in the movie. And it's funny because when you think about all the other iterations of Donatello, he's always like, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Donatello? He does machines. He does machines. Like he's the science guy, but he, he Donatello doesn't really. Donatello does machines. Was it machines or what? Or machines. Technology. Yeah, machines. 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 Technology would have been a mouthful. Um, yeah. But, but he doesn't really do that in this movie. Not se. at all. He's, yeah, he's not the same character. Nerd. He's almost yeah. like another Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A le- he's the smarter Michelangelo. Yeah. Yeah. And they have this sort of like buddy cop relationship going on in this film that, that pops up and we'll talk about it a little bit in the next minute too. <laughs> Murtaugh and Murtaugh. <laughs> Riggs and Riggs. 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 Right. Not, not Murtaugh. Murtaugh and Murtaugh would be terrible. That'd be scary. But Riggs and Riggs. Um, and I just, I always really liked it and it's totally unique to this iteration of the turtles. You don't see it in, I think any other version of the Ninja Turtles, and you don't even see it in the other so. movies. Yeah, because mm. like, in the other s- movies, don't they doesn't don't they play up Donatello being into technology? Well, in the second one, definitely he becomes a little bit of a computer. He's, he's guy. into the ooze. He's talking to the scientists, and he's actually interested in what's going on. And then in the he's third fiddling one, with the computers. In the third one, Michelangelo is separated from the group for a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's just it's. I think it's one of the things that makes this movie work on another level like the 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 bromance level of the bond between donnie and mikey and it's so subtle but it makes sort of the the brotherhood between these guys uh a little bit more impactful a little bit more meaningful yeah um how do you say br- uh turtle in french turtle in french uh, yeah. uh it's, tor- it's tortuga in spanish t-o-r-t-u-e Tortue. Tortue? Le yeah. pack de tortue? There you, I don't know. <laughs> you said the brotherhood, and that made me think the brotherhood of the wolf. And then I was like, the brotherhood no, was, of the tortoise. That was good. That was really nice. Yeah. The brotherhood of the turtles. <laughs> that, uh, I think movie. that might be the episode title. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a shot. They're dancing in tequila. There's a shot of the record player. I can't eat. I, honestly, I don't think there's a record on the turntable. It just looks like the platter turning around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they like you know uh, cut like the they cut the turntable to play uh tequila tequila oh that's can you yeah. did you like can you can you like lathe the lathe the platter lathe itself the <laughs> yeah lathe the platter itself uh maybe that's gonna be 
I feel and like that would be a lot of work. The record, you you yeah. put the record on top. You can put another record on top at any time. Like I'm even, but looking just if you if you don't want to bother putting something on, you just be like, play the table, and this is what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, looking into for like that. a forty. That's actually kind too. of a cool idea. I want to do that. <laughs> you're you're going to no. do that. You're going to carve something into our record. record I'm going to try. Yeah, that's dumb. I, I think I could make a mold that could make. That <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Um, I wonder then, what the audio loss would like the quality loss of that would be. Uh, uh, astronomical, but you know, in a pinch. <laughs> be like, who recorded this, Edison? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just carve the worst possible song you can think of. We do have that Rick Astley for. We do, we do. No, no, no. She said worst possible song. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Disney disco record. I want downstairs. to smash that record. So it bad. was something I. Apparently, I loved as a child. I have no memory of it, but my dad was like, "Here, you loved this." I'm like, "Did I?" <laughs> Disney disco. Do you remember those records that used to be like on sheets of paper, like vinyl? Like you'd get them in the back of your like elementary school music those records that were textbooks on vinyl? or yeah, well, they're yeah. like it's like floppy vinyl. Like mm-hmm. it was like a mm. square sheet of vinyl, like paper that you would put on your turntable. I don't remember that. No, man, maybe that was just me. No, I, I had I had those. Uh, oh, good. I remember those. <laughs> they they also used to do. They used to have them in newspapers, like back in the day. They would put mm. those type of like really thin records. They were mostly ads. It was like uh, I think McDonald's did did something where they wow. had uh, that is a bun- an interesting bit of retro. Yeah, they had a bunch of choirs record themselves singing the Big Mac recipe, and only one of them <laughs> only one of them gets it right. So whoever got the one that gets it right won like some amount of money or wow. something. But yeah, they're incredibly right. rare. I remember reading an article about it. Hmm. But yeah, um, I do remember those. <laughs> and the sort of last little bits of this minute, we get some fantastic turtle dancing. Yeah. Uh, Mikey and Donnie doing some variation on the Charleston and playing <laughs> air saxophone. Uh, and Leonardo walking like an Egyptian. <laughs> I wonder um, if who taught them to dance. I mean, is this part of, nobody is this nobody. part of their ninja training? <laughs> well, they have no, TV, they, right? Oh, they they, they learn to dance by like looking out of storm drains at TVs <laughs> in windows. Yeah. Oh man! And uh, Leonardo asks Raph, "Where you going?" It was the most New York accenty that uh, Leonardo has sounded in the entire mm-hmm. movie, no, or will he sound in the entire movie, yeah. is that line right there. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he doesn't talk like that again. No. It's weird. Where you going? Do a movie. Is that okay? Yeah! Oh, do a movie. Is that okay with you? <laughs> I love his response, too. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! And he's wearing the, the trench coat, and he's got his big hat, and he's just looking like like a terrible creeper. Yeah. Also, I perhaps mean, the most rele- uh, relaxed that Leonardo has been in the entire film, mm-hmm. or will be. Oh, yeah. What what's worse, uh, Raph's hat and trench coat combo, or those weird people masks they wore in the cartoon show? Do you remember oh, that? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> the people masks were pretty. I had a Donatello action figure that had the hat, the trench coat, and the people mask. Ugh. I had that one except, too. Except the people mask wasn't the one from the cartoon where they were like bald. It had like Groucho Marx mustache and nose and sunglasses. Yeah, I had, I had that one too. He also had like a gun. In a briefcase? I, I guess he yeah, was like a... a detective or something? Yeah, he was like a, a pulp private eye of some Weird. kind. Weird. Yeah. Dixon uh, Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think... Uh, oh, well, Chris, you wanted to talk about... Uh, uh, so I, I was trying to think... He says, going out to a movie, and I'm like, so what movie 
what movie is he going to go see? And like, I, I, I got to, to looking on the internet. Um, and I, I got to, I think it's uh, by the numbers.com. Let me, the numbers.com, the hyphen numbers.com. And I took a look at assuming that, you know, the film is, you know, they didn't bother to put it in the, uh, in the head, in the header to be like the present day, because you know, that's beside the point. Who cares? It is the present day. So I'm assuming that this movie, th- that this all takes place in 1990. And uh, so I'm like, I, I look at the numbers.com uh, for for 1990, the numbers.com. We'll put the uh, link in the show notes. And and judging from like from the film, I mean, sort of up to this point and and throughout, I kind of assume that it's not quite summer. Like nobody's complaining about the heat. You know, nobody's all sweaty, but it's not winter. And it's not fall. I, I I think this takes place in the spring. And so I take a look at the uh, the numbers, and I started with March. And the, like the first one, the first big release in March was the Hunt for Red October. And I was like, oh yeah, the Raf would totally go see the Hunt for Red October. And then mm-hmm. I scroll down a little bit further, and I found you know we get past like Bad Influence, Body Chemistry, Coudeville, The Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, oh, he would go see The Handmaid's Tale because Raphael's so woke. <laughs> That's not true. He wouldn't. I just, um, I just want to say, man, hang down. on, let me jump in real quick. You, you nailed it on the head. This movie was released, Ninja Turtles, on March 30th. So, yeah, so, my birthday. So good call. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and yeah, it came out on my birthday. That's crazy. Anyway, but I got to, I, I, I'm going down through March, and I get to the first movie released or listed for March 16th, Blind Fury, mm-hmm. starring Rutger Hauer, as like an American version of Zatoichi, like the Japanese, the famous Japanese, like mythical uh, blind swordsman. And, and I'm like, that, that is the movie he goes to see. Mm. Raphael goes to see Blind Fury starring Rutger Hauer chopping dudes up left and right. It's, it's so great. If you've never seen Blind Fury, it's, I mean, you know, it's an 80s action movie. It's a low so awesome. budget. It, it's awesome. <laughs> it is so um, awesome. I think you might have just accidentally named a future minute uh, Blind Fury mm. <laughs> uh, when yeah. Raphael is blindfolded training in the fields. I think, I think that's going to be the title of that episode. That's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So, also, um, it, as far as I'm concerned, he goes to see Blind Fury. It would be mm-hmm. totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Also, it could be just any of the thousands of porno theaters that were in New York City in the late yeah. 80s. Oh, let's, let's not. I mean, let's, I don't want to take it there, not. but you know. He's and a teenager. On no one's going to guard a uh, big giant green guy. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, I was uh, going to say, like, let's look at the numbers for 1989 and assume that maybe he went to go see the movie while it was being filmed. But no, you had to say it was at the porno theater. <laughs> it very well could be. But I mean, we, we determined they live near Times Square, right? Yeah, that sort they're of. in that vicinity. And yeah. Times Square was a hellhole at that time. So. And, and it was probably like 25 cents. If oh, I'm not uh, mistaken, and we'll talk about this in the in the next couple of minutes here, uh, uh, we'll get a better indication as to where <laughs> he is going to the movies. But I want to jump in, and I want to try to wrap this one up. Uh, leave it at Porno Theater, and we will catch you guys <laughs> minute That's 10. Terrible. Uh, on our Friday show tomorrow for uh, all the, the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. I want to say thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Cowabunga. Bye.